Say amen. amen. Now, another thing about the grace of God is this. Grace should not just be a theological concept or doctrine, but grace should be an actual, tangible reality in our lives. Grace is not just some doctrinal, theological thing that we talk about. Grace is something that got Paul through all this stuff, right? I mean, you know, Noah found grace in the eyes of God and the difference between uh, everybody else that perished and Noah that got through was something tangible and something real, not some theological doctrine. So what we're talking about is not just talking about some theological thing about grace. We're talking about something that we can believe God for, and it's a tangible reality in our life that makes a difference, that can get us over, get us through, that we can experience in life. Right? I mean, you know, you could have a head full of knowledge about theological doctrine, but still not be utilizing or enjoying or applying it. I mean, you could have a Ph.D. in electrical engineering and sit at home in the dark and know all about voltage and amperage and, you know, current and resistors and, you know, diodes and, you know, capacitors. And you could know all about that stuff and, uh, you know, uh, not be utilizing electricity. You could have a Ph.D. in nutrition. And uh, and starve to death with a plate of stuff right there by you, and know what the proteins and the and the amino acids or whatever was in it. Are you still here? And uh, and and be able to write out a chart of everything that's in that, all the vitamins and everything. But you could not have any knowledge about nutrition and just get a spoon and stick it in your mouth, and it'll work for you. Are you still here? And you don't have to understand everything about God's grace to get it to work for you. You just need to mix faith with it. And if you will access grace by faith, the power of God will strengthen you and get you through anything and everything that you face in life. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. So grace is not just a theological uh, doctrine, but it's a tangible reality in our life. So we need strength. How many realize as a Christian you need strength? Why do you need strength? You need strength to take advantage of God-ordained, God-given opportunities. You need strength to pray. You need strength to fight the good fight of faith. You need strength to resist temptation and the devil, right? Uh, How many knows you need strength to just be patient and uh, walk in love? Not get offended, right? Weak people get offended, strong people don't. You need strength to stand in trials and tests. We need strength to run our race and fulfill God's plan for our life. So we're living in a negative world and we're swimming upstream and you need the strength of God to swim against the flow. Ever felt like you're swimming upstream? Well, praise God, we can keep swimming upstream successfully because uh, God's strength and grace is ours. You know, so we don't, we all like, you know, as Christians, I mean, we get, you know, into the kingdom of God, and we like those uh, short fights, 
you know, one-rounders, where you get in the ring with the devil, you hit the devil one time, TKO, he's down on the mat, you're victorious. Everybody likes those, right? But what if the, the thing goes seven or eight rounds? What if it goes 26 rounds? What if it goes 74 rounds? Well, one thing's for certain, if the fight goes 74 rounds, God's grace will take you 75 rounds. God's grace is sufficient. Amen. So we may be swimming upstream. How many, how many have watched salmon? You ever watched a nature documentary about salmon? And salmon, you know, uh, is a fish that's known for having a fighting experience. But how many know a fighting spirit? But uh, how many knows that salmon have some obstacles to get back upstream? They got the strong current. They got rapids. They got rocks. They even got bears trying to eat them. (laughs) So salmon have a GPS, you know, God put in them. They can swim back up a stream to where they were spawned, you know, and travel as much as 2,000 miles to get back where they were born uh, and lay their eggs and fertilize them. So there's waterfalls to jump over. There's... uh, uh, you know, rocks to go around. There's strong currents. There's bears that's trying to eat them, uh, catch them on their journey. You know, they say that bears, uh, they like to eat the fish, but they like to eat the eggs more than the fish. Right? And, uh, you know, so, you know, the eggs, because they've got a lot of protein in them. And uh, how many knows you and I are carrying some eggs through life? How many knows that, there, you know, our living for God is not our victory only, but it's victory for other people. So salmon swimming upstream is like the life of faith, fighting a good fight of faith. God has a destiny for us. We're to finish the course God has designed for us, lay the eggs he's given us so that our lives are multiplied a million times and reach the next generation. Can you say man? So the devil is not just trying to stop you. He's after the eggs. Amen. I mean, you know, I, I enjoy seeing our youth, and I'm glad that, you know, that we, that we started this church. Can you say amen? Because I believe there's another generation coming up that's living strong for God. It's going to take it to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. Well, the devil will try to stop stuff like that. But by the grace of God, we're like those salmon. Paul said, I've run my race. I've finished my course. I've swam upstream. I laid my eggs. Praise God. Can you say amen? And uh, all good kind of things are coming out of that. But for that to happen, we... Uh, have to depend upon the grace of God to get us through so that we, the trials and tests that we encounter in life, that we overcome them. Amen? So uh, I was just thinking about this today because uh, this happened uh, uh, to me. I was just kind of tired and felt weak. And so uh, I was like, well, Lord, you promised grace. To strengthen me. Your grace is sufficient for me. And so uh, I started quoting some scriptures on uh, strength. And uh, before long, the joy of the Lord came on me. 
and refresh me. Amen. Revitalize me. Renewed my strength. Praise God. And the Bible says that we don't just go in our own strength, that we go in the strength of God. And so uh, I just wanted y'all to get some strength tonight and leave here with the strength of God in you. Amen. So we're going to look at some, uh, uh, you know, scriptures on strength and... uh, and we may confess some of them. That's what I was doing. I was confessing them. So uh, I read this earlier today. Legendary football coach Vince Labardi. Uh, how many remember Vince Labardi? If you do, that's a long way back. That's Green Bay Packers. That's Bart Starr days. And <laughs> that's way back there. And uh, he said that... Uh, uh, He made an observation when people get worn out. He said, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Fatigue makes cowards of us all. Another person said, Satan does some of his worst work on exhausted Christians when nerves are frayed and the mind is faint. Are you still here? So Satan's waiting for us to get weak and that's when he tries to attack. I mean, knows if you go over to Africa to the safari and you got all the wildebeest going across the plain, which one is the lion or the cheetah or the leopard going to try to get? Going to try to get the weak ones that are stragglers, right? But the Bible says when they came out of Egypt, it said that the Lord brought them forth with silver and gold, and there was not a feeble one among them. Praise God. And the Bible says, you know, about the Lord's Supper, it says, For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many die prematurely or sleep. Well, the implication is the Lord don't want there to be any weak Christians amongst us. Can you say, man? God wants us all to be strong so that we can live in victory. And I believe the grace of God is here tonight for us to do that. So, praise God. Are you willing to confess some of the Word of God? Let's uh let's look uh at uh this is Exodus fifteen two and uh we're just going how many knows Mark eleven twenty three says if you believe something in your heart and say it with your mouth, you'll have what you say. So if you believe the word of God in your heart and you say it with your mouth, you'll uh you'll have what you say. Exodus fifteen And verse 2 says, uh, The Lord is my strength and my song. Amen? Who is your strength? How strong is the Lord? Strong enough. Amen? Praise God. Let's say that about five times. The Lord is my strength and song. The Lord is my strength and my 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 song. The Lord is is my strength and my song. 
Who's your strength? The Lord. Uh, Psalms 27. Psalms 27. Getting stronger. If you start to feel weak, what do you do? You stand on the promises of God's Word that promised you strength. You know, you can get healed doing this too. I mean, uh, for example, how many knows any sickness and diseases that make you stronger? No, sickness and disease make you weaker. Well, what's the cure for weakness? Strength. Amen. So you can go out of here tonight much stronger in your body, much stronger in your mind, much stronger in your emotions, much stronger in your spirit. Amen. Uh, Psalms 27.1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Well, if the Lord's our light and our deliverance, we don't have to fear anybody, right? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So we're going to say five times, the Lord is the strength of my life. This is God's Word. Amen? The Lord is the strength of my life. 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 Hallelujah. So if you were feeling weak, the Bible says, let the weak do what? Say, the Lord is the strength of my life. I'm strong. Praise God. Amen. Woo. Hallelujah. Uh, Psalms 27, same chapter, and uh, verse 14 says, Wait, or the Hebrews actually expect the Lord, and be of good or be encouraged, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait or expect, I say, the Lord. Amen? Let's say it five times. The Lord strengthens my heart. 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 Amen. Praise the Lord. The more faith you can mix with it, the more it'll work for you. Uh, Psalms 29. Just the next page over. There's a bunch of verses in Psalms about the Lord giving us strength or being our strength. Psalms 29, verse 11. The Lord will give strength unto his people. Glory to God. He's not stingy with his strength. Amen. 
The Lord will give strength unto His people. That's you and me, right? The Lord will bless His people with peace. Let's say it five times. The Lord gives me strength. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You have to act like you're strong. You know, I remember Brother Hagen telling when he got healed, you know, he had an incurable blood disease and a deformed heart and paralysis. And, you know, he got Mark eleven twenty four, and the Spirit of God taught him about it. And, and whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. So he believed he received his healing. And then he acted healed. He acted on his healing. He believed he received it. You know, if you've heard him tell the story, you know, he got pushed his feet out of bed and he said they fell like chunks of wood on the floor. And then he got a hold of the bed post and uh, began to pull himself up and cling to the bed post. And he said when he pulled himself up to the bed post, it felt like that someone poured a bucket of honey on the top of his head and something just poured down, you know, all over his body. And as it went down, feeling began to return to the paralyzed, paralyzed uh, you know, parts of his body. And he began to get strength and uh, he got up and walked. A little bit. Not a lot, but he walked. Then the next morning, he had him put out a plate for him, and, you know, he came to breakfast. And uh, after that, you know, he began to continue to act on his healing, but he only weighed, he was like six foot one or two. He, only, he weighed only 89 pounds, just a skeleton. And he said it would take all he could do, even though he had believed for his healing, he still was weak, and he still had to stand in faith. Well, he needed to go to work, and a couple of months later, he had an opportunity to work uh, pulling up peach trees. And uh, the peach trees were, you know, a couple of feet high. And so every morning before daylight, uh, the guy that owned the peach orchard, the peach trees, would pick the boys up, uh, you know, down on the square, and they'd all get in the back of a truck and go to the peach place, and they'd pull the trees up. And uh, he said he didn't feel like getting out of bed. He felt weak. He looked weak. How many knows you have to walk these things out and walk by faith and act on your faith? And so he said he had got that he'd get there. And he said uh, every morning he didn't feel like working. He didn't have strength. But he said he'd go ahead and get a hold of a peach tree. And he said when he got a hold of a peach tree, the very first one, he said it felt like someone would throw an overcoat on him. And the strength of God would come on him. And he would work all day long. Just being raised up off the bed a few months before that. And he said that he would go and he would say what we were just quoting, the Lord is the strength of my life. And he said some of the big strong kids would say, you know, they'd brag and say, well, you know, when I'm, you know, you know, I'll be the last one here in the orchard. And he said some of them got so hot that they fell out and fainted and had to go home and stop working. And he said he was the last one 
on the crew. But really, he was the weakest one, but he went in God's strength. The Lord is the strength of my life. Can you say man? And so when you know that God is the strength of your life, even if you feel weak, you have to act on that. There's a lot of times I've got up to minister and didn't feel like I was anointed. Or a lot of times I've got up and went places. I remember one time I was preaching in New Mexico and and, uh, the flu and stuff had tried to get on me. And uh, I just got up and said, no, I'm going. I'm healed by Christ's stripes. The Lord is the strength of my life. And I was like the ten lepers. As I went, I was healed. As you act in faith, the strength of God will come on you. Can you say amen? So you have to, if you believe the Word of God, you've got to act on the Word of God. Faith is not feelings. Feelings is not faith. And if you believe that the Lord is the strength of your life, then you act on that. Can you say amen? Uh, go to Psalms. Uh, uh, how, about, how about Psalms 37, 39? Psalm 37, 39. For the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. Say it with me. The Lord is my strength in the time of trouble. Glory to God. Psalms 46, 1. God is our refuge. And what? Strength. A very present help in trouble. You ever been in trouble before? I have. But thank God, God is a very present help in trouble. And He is our refuge and our strength. You know, I've seen some difficult times. I've seen some trials and tests. I've seen circumstances that didn't look like, you know, that, you know, you needed to just throw in the towel and quit. But, man, we're still running in the race and still going forward today because the Lord has been our strength in trouble. And the Lord is the strength of our life. And when we're weak, He's strong in us. Hallelujah. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I'm strong in the Lord and the Lord and power might. And He gives power to the faint and increases strength to them that have no might. And there's just, there's just nothing to come along that we're not equal to when God's strength is for us and in us and on us. And He promised us that He would be our strengthener, our helper in times of trouble. Say it with me. I'm strong in the grace, in the strengthening grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to run my race, finish my course. Nothing is going to move me because the Lord is the strength of my life. You know, don't say things that are not in the Word of God. People say, well, I just don't know if I'm going to make it. That's not a Bible verse. I can do all things. I'm going to make it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, in Job, there's a passage about the war horse. And it talks about the war horse that he stamps his feet. And when he smells the battle, 
he runs into the battle. <laughs> right? So, you know, you can be the Lord's war horse or you can be the devil's pack mule. And, you know, the devil will just load you up with cares and load you up with trials and load you up with troubles and he'll get you till your belly is dragging the ground. And you're just loaded up and you're just packing around a heavy load. But you're not the devil's pack mule. You're the Lord's war horse. The Bible says, casting all your care over on him for he cares for you. You could throw your anxieties and your cares and your worries on that. Lift your head up and say, when I see a battle, I see a victory. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but out of them all, the Lord delivers him. Thanks be unto God that gives me the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when uh, God gave Israel the promised land, all the giants just didn't pack up and leave. Right? The Lord, you know, He left the giants in the land, and they learned to go in and possess the land by faith. And He told them, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Be strong and courageous. Say it with me. I am full of the grace of God full of the strength of God, full of the ability of God, and I refuse to be defeated. I will live a victorious Christian life. Never confess you're weak because the Bible says you're strong. Now, you know, uh, uh, let's do one more scripture here in the Old Testament. Isaiah 40. Are y'all getting anything out of this? Isaiah 40. Verse 28. Have you not known... Have you not heard that the everlasting God, God, the the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary? How many knows God doesn't faint? You know, Paul said in two or three places in the New Testament, he says we faint not. For example, we faint not though our outward man perish. Our our, Our inward man is renewed or strengthened day by day. The Bible says, you know, don't grow weary in well-doing for in due season you'll reap if you faint not. Amen. We're not going to faint. Can you say amen? Uh, The Lord, he doesn't faint, nor does he grow weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Verse 29. He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. He gives power to the faint and increases strength to them that have no might. So if you feel like you have no might, you, you feel like you're about to faint, uh, praise God, God gives power to the faint. Amen. He gives power to the faint and increases strength to them that have no might. Uh, even the youth shall faint and be weary. 
and the young man shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Glory to God. Say it with me. I'm not going to faint. The Lord causes my weariness to be followed up by His strength. He gives power to the faint and increases my strength. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's say it about five times now. I'm strong. I am 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 strong. Hallelujah. Praise God. Of course, Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Amen. knows God's got plenty of joy. Joy will make you stronger. Depression can you, but joy will make you strong. And you know, you can have joy by faith. You can act in joy. Amen. You know, you just make a decision. I'm going to have joy. And uh, the Bible says, uh, you know, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. You're in the kingdom. The kingdom's in you. And uh, you rejoice. The Bible says, says in, in Philippians, Paul was in jail, and he said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Uh, Proverbs seventeen twenty two says, a merry heart does good like a medicine. It'll strengthen you. A merry heart will. But a broken spirit will dry your bones up. Sit with me. I have a merry heart. Ha, ha, ha. I have the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. He's strengthening me now. You want to laugh a little bit? Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And see, you don't have to yield to your feelings. Amen. You know, if trials and tests come, you know, uh, you know, things happen. You know, one of the most, I guess, rude things that you could do if the dev- if uh, if somebody tries to, uh, if they're going to fight you, and you uh, hit them and they laugh, well, you've got problems, right? And if you get hit by something, you know, uh, you, you you can laugh. Amen. Show the devil you're not going to lay down underneath it. You're not going to faint and be weak. You're not going to be a whiny, wimpy, defeated Christian. That you're victorious. You know, the Bible says in the book of Job, at destruction and famine, thou shalt laugh. Ha, 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 ha. 
<laughs> what happens when you laugh like that? You get stronger. Amen. Glory to God. Whew, praise the Lord. Let's go over to the New Testament and do a couple of scriptures and then we're going to close. Be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's grace for you for you to live triumphant and victorious. Amen. Amen. Uh, we've looked at Philippians. Go to Ephesians and then we'll go to Philippians and close. Ephesians chapter 6. Woo, glory to God. Ephesians 6, verse 10. He said, finally, my brethren, do what? Be strong in the Lord. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. You know, we were talking about Identity last week, Brother Ike was talking about us being new creations. Our identity is not with weakness. He said, be strong, how? In the Lord. Who are you now? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Amen? If any man be in Christ... So now in in Christ, so being in Christ, we have access. You know, we were singing tonight, in Him I am strong, in Him, Him, you know, I have prosperity, in Him. Are you still here? If you're in Christ, then that means you're made one with Him. You're in union with Him. You know, I think it's First Corinthians 10 says, Whosoever is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So when you get born again, you and Jesus are actually one. Galatians 2.20 said, I am crucified with Christ. That's our identification with him. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. So I have access to Jesus' strength. I'm strong in the Lord. How many knows to be one with Him is to Him is being with Him? How many knows the United States of America, the Union, you know, this country, the Union? Uh, how many knows if, uh, if the United States goes to war because Arkansas is in the United States, Arkansas went to war? How many knows if the United States wins the war, Arkansas won the war? Well, how many knows if Jesus was buried, I was buried. I'm in him. But how many knows when he was raised from dead, triumphant over death, hell, and the grave, I was raised with him. That's what it says in Ephesians 2. We were, we were raised up with him. When he was seated in heavenly places, we were seated in him and with him. So it's Jesus in us and us in Jesus. So I have the resurrecting power of the Lord Jesus Christ, I have available to me his strength. That's why Paul told Timothy when we first read there, 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 he's strong in the grace that is in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
That's why he told Paul, in, you know, in Second Corinthians 12, where we read, he said, my strength, my strength, Jesus' strength is made perfect in your weakness. So for me to go down, Jesus would have to go down. And Ephesians says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So let's say it together. I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Let's say it together about four more times. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. You got Jesus in you. Amen. And you're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. I'm strong to resist the devil. I'm strong to run my race and finish my course. I'm strong to walk in love and strong not to get offended. I'm strong when I'm tempted and tested to resist that and overcome. I've got God's strength. Now, if you try to do it in your own strength, that's where we fail. But you don't have to do it in your own strength. Say it with me. I don't have to do it in my own strength. See, grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved strength and favor from God. And just like grace got you out of darkness and into light, grace can get you out of weakness and into strength. I don't have to do it in my own strength. It's His strength. You know, I know the illustration about the lighter and air aircraft around World War II. The army men were holding the dirigible down at a mooring place, and a gust of wind came by, picked the dirigible up, uh, and the men was holding the ropes, and it pulled them up in the air. And so some of them are dangling off the ground. Some of them turned loose fast enough that it didn't hurt them. But several of them was picked up and went higher and higher and higher. So they just kept holding on to the rope. So after a while, uh, you know, their strength wore out and they fell. But one guy just kept, it went higher and higher. And one guy just kept holding on, kept holding on. Everybody knows he's Superman. You know, 30, 40 minutes has passed. He's not fell. Finally, they get the thing under control, get it down, rushing the ambulance out. You know, people have been fainting and people have been screaming. And uh, they, they say, well, you know, how did you hold on to so long? How'd you hold on so long? And he said, well, he said, when I got off the ground uh, high enough that, uh, that uh, you know, I couldn't turn loose without being injured, he said, uh, I didn't hold on. He said, I threw the rope around my waist and tied it off. So I hadn't been holding on to the rope. The rope's been holding on to me. Are you still here? And you don't have to hold on to God's Word to make it to come. I mean, you do in one sense by your faith, but it's not your strength. I mean, you know, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Just trust Him that He's living big in you and strengthening you and enabling you and empowering you and lay back and rest and let Jesus overcome through you. Hallelujah. Let Jesus live a victorious Christian life in you. Hallelujah. 
Let Jesus help you walk in love. Hallelujah. Can you say, man, I don't have to heal myself. Uh, all I have to do is wrap First Peter 2.24 around my waist and say, thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I'm healed. I'm going to praise you while you're working in me. Hallelujah.